You are listening to Dr. Ward Bond's Life-Changing Wellness, the fastest-growing natural health, nutrition, and inspiration podcast in the nation. Uplifting stories, powerful messages, and triumph over adversity, the experience of entertainment and encouragement is about to begin. And now your host, Dr. Ward Bond. I'm Dr. Ward Bond, and I welcome you to Life-Changing Wellness. Today's episode is brought to you by Prevagen, America's number one brain health supplement. Go to Prevagen.com to learn more about improving your memory. Now, before you begin, please head over to iTunes after the interview with my guest today. Rate and review the show for me, and I thank you ahead of time for making our show great. Well, today it's all about getting back in shape, staying healthy both mentally and physically after having a baby, and the tools to help moms bounce forward after having that baby. Well, my guest today is Sonia Joss, who has been dubbed as one of Canada's leading voices in health and wellness. Sonia offers her expertise in humor as a regular on national shows such as Breakfast Television, City Line, Sirius XM, Global Morning, and many others. And as a writer, Sonia has graced the cover of multiple best-selling magazines and has been featured in over 75 publications, including the Huffington Post, Glow Magazine, and Flair Magazine. Sonia also won the notable award for Best in Sports and Fitness in 2015. And in 2016, she was the recipient of the Game Changer Award in Health and Wellness by Pink Attitude Evolution. Proving herself to be an unstoppable force in health and wellness, Sonia has become a pivotal voice in the quest to be your happiest and healthiest self. Well, let's welcome health and fitness extraordinary Sonia Joss as we discuss moms, babies, and fitness. Welcome to the show. Oh, thank you so much. I mean, what a lovely and dramatic introduction. I feel like if only that could happen on a daily basis where my kids are just like, hey, you lady, can you get me my cereal? So this just really was very <laughs> uplifting. I feel like, yes, I'm ready for this conversation. Well, you know, I think uh, the, the cool thing is, is that the only uh, drama that I want is something that's happily dramatic. So uh, I'll stick with that. <laughs> yes. And uh, but, you know, as being a mom and it's funny because um I saw your before and after photos when, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm trying to remember it's, uh, I think it was the, the before photo was right when you had the child. And then the after was when you really, you just lost that weight, but you were like back in shape and in no time. How did that happen? I mean, I would love to say that it was no time, but I think that's the thing. It's like in some ways it's no time. And in some ways it really did take about, like nine months to almost a year. And we've got this idea in our minds that this bounce back supposedly is going to happen in no time when really, I think this second iteration of me, you know, having a child and, you know, trying to redevelop strength and find my fitness again after having the baby really showed me just how sort of like long and um, deliberate and, well-paced the journey has to be because if you're really gunning for that like marathon sprint where it's like you know you had the baby and within six weeks all of a sudden you're back to your pre-baby bod it really doesn't happen that way and what I've really found is that 
taking that approach leads to a whole slew of issues for not only your body, but your mental health and just your sense of self and body image. And so it, it does sort of feel like, you know, hey, a year later, I look and feel you know, strong and sort of like realigned and that didn't really take that much time at all. When in reality, as we all know, based on how 2020 felt, that was like a really long year. <laughs> well, yeah. And, you know, and, I, and I'm, I am so happy that you've brought realism to this subject of losing the weight after having a child. And I think that a lot of women have a misconception. And I think in a way, it makes them feel maybe down on themselves because they start reading these magazines or they go online and they see all the, the celebrities that have had a child. And it's like in three weeks, six weeks time, they're back to their pre uh, baby bod and then they yes. look like a superstar again. And I'm thinking that is not real. <laughs> no, it is not real. And sure, like maybe there are some genetically gifted people out there. But for most of us, like those that just have regular human bodies, it takes a long time to put the weight on when you're pregnant. And in some, in some cases, it doesn't even take that long to put the weight on. Like for me, in my second pregnancy, I gained 60 pounds, which was wildly different than the 25 pounds I gained in my first pregnancy. And I can't say that I was doing anything deliberately different to gain that weight. It's just what my body needed for whatever reason, given where it was at through the stages of pregnancy the second time around. And, you know, when you're looking at these regular human bodies and you're gaining this amount of weight during pregnancy and then you have the baby, whether it's your first or your second, your body is going through like such an ordeal, whether you have a natural birth or you have a C-section, there is a lot that is happening to you physically and hormonally. And it's that standard that has been set, you know, in the media, this like bounce back. First of all, I mean, who's bouncing back? I can't say that after either baby, I ever felt like I bounced back. I did find a new normal. I did find a new level of strength and fitness. But did my body ever go back to exactly the way it was before? No, because I think that's what happens to real human women bodies. When you have a baby, your hips change a little your bones change a little, everything sort of shifts and aligns a little bit differently and not necessarily in a bad way. But I think it is that it's that pressure of that bounce back. How quickly can I go back to being who I was before that creates that noise, that narrative, that fear, um, you know, a lot of the, I'm never going to get there. Am I ever going to be good enough again? And, and it just creates this cycle of negativity that really what I found, at least in my first pregnancy is that it takes away from that journey that you're on as a new mother or as a second time mother or a third time mother. You're going through so much sort of on the, I have more children front. And instead of sort of really giving yourself the compassion that's required to deal with that, you're self-hating because like you've got a muffin top and your tummy is hanging and it looks different. And when is it ever going to go away? And so really, I'd say that through the two times that I've gone through this and, and the clients that I've worked with through these journeys, it has really been about how do we approach the journey from a place of self-love and self-compassion, but absolutely wanting more for ourselves, striving for better health, rebuilding back that strength and really trying to find like a new healthy version of existence post baby. And it's, it's a really liberating journey. I think when you take it from the right mental health perspective. Yeah. Well, isn't there a lot of differences for a woman 
that after she's had the child and let's and, and let me kind of do a comparison here. So you have yeah. let's say you have a woman who had a natural child childbirth <laughs> and and I'm going to put if uh, if and or or if she did formula feeding or breastfeeding and then you have the the mother that had a C-section and she's either doing formula or breastfeeding. And I've heard breastfeeding seems to help a woman drop weight faster. Of course, that's mm-hmm. what I've heard. I'm not a woman. Yes, so I'm yes. Just, no, got you, got you. You know, the, throwing a guess out there. But at the same time, for women that had a C-section, it seems like it takes them longer in the areas of working uh, or trying to bring the uh, abdominal area back in. So... Interestingly enough, I've had two C-sections. Uh, my first was unplanned and my second was planned because I'd had a C-section the first time. And, and so um, I have gone through the C-section experience twice and um, have had to recultivate strength and fitness um, after each pregnancy. And I will say a couple of things. Um, I think whether you've had a C-section or you have a natural birth, so much of that core strength and that ability to sort of be up and at them and, and feeling sort of strong and active after having the baby, regardless of sleep deprivation, comes from what was your baseline before having the baby? You know, were you a physically active person? Were you into fitness? Did you build that strength? that core functional strength, you know, in your glutes, in your large muscle groups, your legs, your core, your chest muscles, your back, you know, were you operating from a place of like a good baseline when it comes to muscle prior to having the pregnancy? And then what happened during the pregnancy? Did you continue with some physical activity? Did you keep your muscles engaged to whatever degree felt possible? Or did you just completely say, whatever, it's going to be nine months. I'm going to eat whatever I want. I'm not going to move a muscle because this is the only time in my life to do it. And I think both of those factors really impact how you are going to experience the journey afterwards, whether you had a C-section or whether it's a natural birth. I had a C-section twice and in both cases was apanatum. Um, you know, the same day I didn't experience sort of the traditional limitations around, um, you know, core and being able to move and get out of bed and hold the baby. Um, I found it to sort of be a non-issue. And I don't think that's because I'm gifted in any way. I do think, though, it's because, you know, I had years of, of sort of muscle conditioning happening that really gave my body that added structure and support that it needed to be able to move easily after a C-section. But absolutely, you need about six weeks of recovery before you get clearance to be able to work out sort of either way, whether it's C-section or um, a vaginal birth. And I think the journey can be very different um, for people who have had C-sections and for people who have had natural births solely based on the fact that they're the fitness leading up into those phases can be very different for people. And so it's sort of hard, but you can't really make those generalizations because um, some people who have C-sections just sort of fly through it and it's, it's not a big deal. And then some people who have vaginal births, it's like, you know, they're out of commission for a really long time. And more than I'd say the physical aspects of it, I would say what I've really found is it's where are you at mentally after having the baby? Um, I think it's that mental piece of it, the 
the life-changing shift that happens, what that does to you hormonally, the breastfeeding journey, as you mentioned, you know, we talk about breastfeeding when it comes um, to burning calories and it's a great way to burn those cows. And if you can just like, you know, pump and breastfeed all day, then you're just going to be burning calories without doing anything. And suddenly the baby weight is flying off. But what a lot of people don't talk about is the fact that breastfeeding is such a treacherous journey for so many mothers that causes so much discomfort, so much despair, again, really fuels that narrative of I'm not doing enough, I'm not good enough, it's not working, I'm a mom, I'm supposed to be able to do this. And I think from a mental health standpoint, it's like those that are sort of able to get the support, they're able to really approach the journey um, without a lot of that perfectionism sort of woven into it, tend to be able to bounce back mentally a little bit better and therefore bounce their bodies forward better. Yeah. And I want to ask you that. Yeah. That yeah. Cause I want to ask you that because, um, I mean, there's so many questions that are flying through my brain right now that I want to ask you, but I want to, I want to touch on the reason as to why you encourage women to bounce forward instead of bounce back. What does that mean? Well, in my mind, it's like, you know, as you see in the magazines and all of these like Hollywood celebrities being like, oh, it took them five seconds to bounce back. (laughs) I think this idea that you bounce back really discounts, first of all, the type of journey that you've been on. And second of all, that it's, you know, even plausible or realistic to truly bounce back. You know, you brought another human being into the world, your body has gone through this tremendous ordeal. And it's not to say that it's not going to look the same way in the future. I'm not saying that everybody who has a baby never looks the way they did before. But I think the idea of pulling yourself back to this baseline that existed prior to this new journey that you're on being a mother and the emotional toll it takes and the fatigue that you experience and the relationship stuff that you go through, like all of the stuff that comes with being a mother. I think this idea of bouncing back and being like, let's just pretend that didn't even happen and I'm going to have abs and I'm going to be happy and it's going to be fine is just so unrealistic. But in my mind, sort of this idea of how do we honor what it is that we've been through and then bounce forward to a new norm, to a new state of health and wellness that may look and feel different, but it is the best version of ourselves in this new state of being. I think that's something that's really exciting and something to really strive to work towards because, you know, I think a lot of people sort of dance back and forth around the, well, I've had a baby, so should I even try to worry about what I look like? Because, you know, it's about body confidence and body positivity. And I just want to honor the fact that like this body has had a baby and I don't need it to look any different. And then there are the other people, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 no. You keep going ahead because I'm going to have a follow-up question on that. <laughs> okay, okay, absolutely. So there, there's the other camp of people, right, that want to bounce back, that want to be like, I don't want to look like this. Yeah, I had a baby, but I want my abs back. And I feel like neither camp, you know, needs to double down on that stance. It neither has to be, well, I had a baby, so now I guess this just is my body and I have to work on accepting it without expecting or hoping for more from myself and the other camp that's like well I'm just going to pretend I didn't have a baby and I want abs tomorrow maybe there's an intersection between the two which is how do I how do I honor where I'm at what my body has gone through recognizing that the journey is probably going to be a bit complicated and different than it's been in the past but still demands 
excellence for myself, still focus on health and wellness, still want to be physically fit and strong and to be able to move through life without aches and pains. I think there is that beautiful intersection. And what I found for my clients and myself is that when you get there, it becomes a really lovely new version of who you are, as opposed to sort of clawing back to this ideal that you had before. Yeah. And that's, and it's, it's going back to what I'd said earlier. I mean, I think the celebrities, it's almost like they unknowingly bring forth body shaming to regular people. And, you know, Jessica Alba was the one that really started this whole corset thing after Mm -hmm. birth. And then Mm -hmm. the Kardashians just took it to a whole new level. (laughs) As the Kardashians do. Yeah. And, and, and now you see women are okay. If I've I had a baby, let me go try to find that corset that they were using so I can, you know, cut off my oxygen supply for about three months <laughs> and, and get my figure back. And I'm like, totally. really, you know, so yeah. because, and, and my other thought was too, I know, you know, we, we had, we have one uh, son, one daughter. And, and the thing is, is the thing that I always heard was, Oh, Oh, my lower back hurts or it's, you know, the, the core area. And to mm-hmm. me for women, you know, in some, you know, I would say most, most, um, pregnancies are, are probably surprises. I'm sure some of them are planned, but, <laughs> yeah. but if some, if, if, if a woman knows or, or desires to have a child, to me, it would be smart that for mm-hmm. an exercise fitness program to focus on the lower back, as well as the core. So if you are carrying a child, maybe the discomfort isn't as bad. And not only that, that once the delivery happens, maybe the recovery will be faster. Am I, am I going down the right road here? Absolutely. I think you make such a good point here, right? It's like the more that we can focus on building that functional strength in advance of the pregnancy and in advance of having the baby, you know, the, the better the baseline is that we're coming back to. And, you know, it's, it's very easy for people who are not pregnant and pregnant to think that cardio is the answer for fat loss, right? It's like, I'm going to just run <laughs> yeah. on the treadmill or I'm going to bob yeah. up and down on the elliptical and I'm going to burn some calories and then I'm going to be skinny. And the sad reality is that is like a hundred percent wrong. I mean, cardio is excellent, obviously for, um, you know, strengthening your heart and, and really working on that cardiovascular conditioning and for burning calories sort of during the workout. But where the real magic comes is building strength in the body, really cultivating those muscles and building them up as much as we can without ladies worrying about getting bulky because that is not a thing. Uh, I know. And I'm glad you said that women, you know, lifting weights is like the best thing ever. It burns more fat than cardio, but with women, because they're not bulked up with testosterone like guys are, they're not going to look like a guy by lifting weights. They're going to be very tone, very fit. And at the same time, they're going to have that added strength that most women would probably love to have. So Absolutely. Because so as you, you said, it sets that baseline for where we're going to come back to. And those large muscle groups are the yeah. ones that really set the tone for like, how physically fit are you? And it's not doing like ab crunches either, right? Like well, that's the yeah. other myth. <laughs> well, let me, well, I'm going to ask, okay, then I'm going to throw this twofold question at you because you're, you're the expert here. What type of exercise is crucial for success after the woman is given 
the okay to work out again. And also those women that we have seen online or have stories written about who literally look ripped while they're pregnant. And then they even get shamed for looking awesome where it looks like they barely gained five pounds in a pregnancy. Totally. Totally. I know. So that's a and double question for you. It's a double question and I like it. And here's the thing. It's like, we're just so motivated to hate everybody. You know, we, we hate, we hate the woman it. who gains 300 pounds during her pregnancy because like, why don't you love yourself and respect yourself? And why aren't you thinking about the health of your child? We also hate the woman who stays physically active the entire way through and still has like, you know, oblique definition because she's that lean <laughs> and we're like yeah. how come you don't love your baby and how come you hate yourself so hard that you need to be exercising i mean we're so motivated to shame people yeah. um, because i think it just makes us feel better about our own insecurities and our own challenges um but really i think you know the, the point is that health first of all looks very different to everybody and there is no right or wrong answer, obviously, in terms of, you know, if somebody, you know, even if you look at me, for example, in my first pregnancy, I gained 25 pounds. In my second pregnancy, I gained 60 pounds. That was not a deliberate decision that I made. It was a choice that my body was making based on, you know, the size of the baby, what was required. And I really was not doing anything differently between one pregnancy and the other. And even for somebody like me, who is, you know, in the industry, knows the things, has spent years working with people. Even for me, I was like, I mean, this is feeling pretty risky now. Suddenly I'm gaining 60 pounds. Now I'm that girl. I mean, oh, should I turn this around? How Should I start to solve this problem while I'm pregnant? Because I, I don't want to be gaining this much weight and maybe it's unhealthy. And I think there's just a lot of noise and narrative, both from us internally who are going through the pregnancy and those around us who want to look at us in the pregnancy, just trying to evaluate like who's doing it better than the other person. And the reality is nobody's doing any of it perfectly or even frankly that well, because pregnancy is it's, it's, it's a very complicated journey and well, a lot yeah. of it is dictated by your body. Right. Well, And I think the other thing too is, uh, and, and ladies, I'm going to speak to all of you at this quick moment here stop judging yourself against other people you don't know <laughs> yes yes thank okay, you just for you, saying that <laughs> just because you see them in a magazine don't compare yourself to them and uh like you said it's a complicated thing Pre pregnancy is not easy um God. it can be in enjoyable it cannot be enjoyable for mm -hmm. some some people have mm -hmm. it easy some people have it difficult but but I want to kind of step forward after the pregnancy. Now, yes, you, and talking you, about those exercises, right? Yeah, well, the exercises, and then also too, um, why do you recommend not dieting? Mm -hmm. Good question. Um, okay, let's start with the exercises. Yes, just to, just to sort of bust that myth around the core front as well, because I think a lot of people think that you know they had a baby and now they should start quickly doing crunches because maybe <laughs> yeah. that will target belly fat. Right. Um, we cannot target fat loss like that. And while it's important to build back core strength, I think, again, the, the myth exists here that core strength is developed through um, ab-specific work, 
when really these large muscle groups that we're using, you know, um, for exercises like deadlifts and for exercises like squats and lunges, those core stabilizing muscles really get significant bang for their buck when we do these sort of full body movements. So post-pregnancy, once you've got the clearance and you're feeling okay and you feel, you know, like your core um, can handle some physical activity again, working on body weight movements again, things as simple as lunges and squats and starting to practice, you know, deadlift movements again, really activating those glutes and strengthening those glutes so that there's less pressure on the core as well can be a great way to go. And then as you said, working on that lower back, working on that upper back, doing things like rows, again, large muscle groups being worked that will help you burn calories at a much accelerated rate, even at rest, but will also help you reactivate and re-engage the core without being like, and then I'm doing those sit-ups. And if I'm not doing those sit-ups, nothing is happening. Okay. Now what about the uh, not dieting? So the not dieting, I mean, I think, again, this is where it becomes tricky, right? It's like, we have sort of two sides of the spectrum. We have the woman who has heard that breastfeeding is going to burn a billion calories and therefore is on a rampage eating whatever she wants because nothing can touch her because she's breastfeeding. And then on the other side of the spectrum, we've got the woman who is fearful of eating anything because she quickly wants to get her body back and is focused on dieting when dieting can be a real sore spot when you're trying to cultivate milk supply, when you're trying to nourish your baby, especially in those early stages when you're really trying to uh, become a milk making machine, if you are <laughs> going to do that, yeah. dieting can really, really take a toll on your body and, and really cut down on milk supply. So if you're motivated to breastfeed, dieting can be a bit of a risky avenue to go down. However, we also don't want to be on the other side where we're like croissants all day. No problem. I'm going to breastfeed a bit and it's all going to melt off. That doesn't well, work. Well, either. see, my, so my, oh, my whole deal about the breastfeeding, which I'm 100% for, that if women focused, and I know you'll back me up on this, if women mm -hmm. will focus on eating healthy, they will yeah. be healthy. Their baby will receive the nutrition that it needs because that baby is now a sponge. It needs to have everything that it needs, totally. all the nutrients and, and not all the mm -hmm. junk food and, and things of that sort. So you're actually mm -hmm. feeding yourself, you're feeding the child, but at the same time, by eating healthy, you're actually going to improve your body's ability to naturally lose weight. Like you said, exactly. anywhere from six months to a year after that birth. So you know that if you're doing the right things and you're eating the right things and doing some good exercises, you're going to meet your body weight goal Absolutely. in a very decent amount of time. That's exactly it. And and it really is. I think that's where the 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 mindset shift has to come. It's not about dieting after having a baby, but it's starting to figure out how do we find health again? How do we fuel our body with those nutritious foods that are going to be important for us as a mother and the child that we're feeding? And just really starting to create that new, healthy approach to like, how do we build back the foundation? So we're eating well, we are not overindulging, obviously, but we're also not counting calories and trying to like quickly lose weight. We are moving our body with these large functional movements, again, trying to build back some strength. And slowly but surely by layering on these important components while you're still sleep deprived, et cetera, et cetera, like we're not even talking about the mess that people are still going through when they're not sleeping, cortisol levels, et cetera. But, you know, if we're, we're starting to chip away at the movement piece 
and the nutrition piece really focusing on these two elements, you do really start to see dramatic changes without having to diet and corset and do all those things. And sure, it could be faster. I'm sure we could all, you know, punish ourselves and get there in a few months if we needed to. But first of all, most of us, like the Hollywood celebrities, don't have teams of people responsible <laughs> for getting us back to our body. Yeah, you yeah. Know, chefs and trainers and people and corsets and, and the whole ecosystem that's there to make sure that like this woman looks magazine ready in six weeks. Um, so first of all, we don't have access to a lot of that stuff. And second of all, I mean, I think the nice thing is if you can take an approach where you're like, I have like a year to really find a new sense of self that's going to incorporate health and wellness and what's that going to look like for me and just take a more gradual, kind approach. Yeah. I think you'll really be just like alleviating a lot of the pressure and a lot of the stress that we deal with and also turn off social media in the process. Just stop looking at glossy things and glossy people and everything that's going to make you feel bad about the fact that you're like still a mid-sized woman. <laughs> yeah. There's nothing stay, wrong with you. Yeah. Stay off of Instagram because stay pictures can do Instagram. harm. <laughs> yeah, no. Exactly. Look, well, let, are let me, a bad thing. I know. Well, let me ask you this because we talk a lot about the physical body, but there is something even more pressing, even something more important when it comes to women after giving birth, and that is their mental health. What are some mm -hmm. of the ways to nurture a mom's mental health during those months following the birth? Oh, gosh, I, I feel so strongly about this piece because, you know, as like a recovering perfectionist myself, my first pregnancy and postpartum journey was really tough. I found it very lonely. I found it very isolating. I um, had a lot of anxiety and stress just around trying to like crack the code on baby schedules and optimal feeding and just trying to bring my best to the equation. And it, it really was a painful process for me for about, you know, 12 to 18 months. And so I really empathize with all mothers going through, you know, any sort of narrative and discomfort while they're going through such an adjustment period. And the biggest thing that I can say is like, reach out for help. Keep yourself um, in communication with your friends, um, with your family. You know, if there's an expert that you can bring to the table, I know that therapy is not something we like to talk about, but I'm a big fan of therapists. Having somebody in the journey with you that you can be really open and honest with. And frankly, ladies, a lot of times that is not your spouse and that's okay. I think it's important right. to know that that's okay and expecting them to be your person and to really get what you're going through, you know, that can really start to create a cycle of negativity and resentment. And, and there's a whole bunch of stuff that comes with that. And so really just being honest with yourself about how you're actually feeling. And if you're not feeling great, not forcing yourself with, you know, some version of positivity, try and quickly get yourself to be like, I'm so grateful for having a baby, but rather honoring what that narrative feels like and seeking out support through people in your network or professionals can really take away those feelings of isolation um, and that fear and that ongoing negative narrative that a lot of mothers go through. And then in addition to that, I would really say, you know, this is where exercise and health and wellness comes in as a mindset tool. You know, the more that you can focus on self-care during a time where it's really not about you and it's all about the baby, 
the more you are going to find that you can move through some of these mental health hurdles throughout that first year in particular. You know, so is it a bath? Is it some breath work? Is it meditation? Is it walking? Is it, you know, strength training, not because you're worried about your body, but because you just need those endorphins and you need to feel powerful again? really recognizing at the individual level, like what do you actually need that is going to give you some time and space to feel like a real human being who matters again? I think that is, is the most important thing to just keep the journey flowing a little bit smoother because you're sleep deprived, you feel crazy, you hate everyone, and it's kind of a mess. Yeah. And, you know, it's, um, you know, I'm sitting here thinking that, you know, let's say, a mother puts her baby down for a nap. Mm -hmm. That right there is a time for self-care. Yes. You know, you have a break. Yes, there's rest that you can take. Rest is self-care. You can uh, nourish your body. You may be able to do some sort of exercises at home, even if it's just taking five-pound weights and doing some Mm -hmm. bicep curls, just something that you can do. And, Mm -hmm. And at the same time, the mental health aspect is huge. And I always tell women, if they are thinking about conceiving, start taking fish oil, start taking DHA because especially in America, uh, women have the lowest levels of DHA, uh, in breast milk. Um, Israeli women have the highest levels of DHA and that was done by a clinical study. Very interesting. And, and And it is that component that I always tell women that after you've given birth, you continue with that because that can reduce the severity or even prevent postpartum depression and mental health, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm, and I'm glad you brought it up because that is probably one of the most important things to focus on after giving birth is the mental health, the self care, Mm -hmm. um, And I'm going to have to say this because, gentlemen, for those of you who are listening to this particular episode, (laughs) if uh, if you have a child or your wife has just given birth, you got a job to do. And it's not just taking care of that baby, but it's also taking care of her. And Mm -hmm. uh, just to be mindful that uh, her hormones are going to be all over the place. Don't take whatever comes out of her mouth seriously. (laughs) (laughs) Just remember this too shall pass. But, uh, but but just to, you know, I guess just really to walk in love, compassion and peace and just be that helpmate that you were called to be. And, uh, Sonia, my gosh, time has flown by. And I could literally talk to you for another hour because you were so much right fun. Right back at you. Same here. It was such a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you. Well, I want to tell all of my listeners where they can learn more about you. And I and I understand that you have a new book coming out this fall. I do. Uh, you know, as with um, uh, a lot of things that happened in 2020, we were ready to go. And then the zombie apocalypse hit. And so we had to uh, <laughs> press pause on that. Uh, but we are forging forward, I believe, with sort of a fall timeline. So that's very exciting. Um, but, you know, in terms of day-to-day stuff, I'm very active on Instagram and I try to keep it as real as I possibly can. So, I mean, I hope that, you know, sort of the uh, information and life stuff that I share on there can feel really digestible as opposed to creating more narrative for you on sort of where you're at in your life. 
Um, and likewise, I've got a website, which is soniajoss.com, um, where again, it's just sort of filled with recipes and workouts and things that people can bite into to just hopefully make healthy living feel a little bit easier. I love that. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make sure that as you're listening, and of course, you can always go to my website at drwardbond.com to find all of my guests. But Sonia's last name is is actually <laughs> her first name because I know everybody spells Sonia differently. Her first name is S-O-N-I-A. Her last name, even though we pronounce it as Josh, is actually spelled J-H-A-S dot com. So check out sonyajoss.com. Like she said, she has the blogs, she has the recipe, she has everything there. Um, and you don't even have to be someone that's just given birth. If you want to find health, fit, health, wellness, and fitness, she's the one to go to. And uh, again, uh, Sonia, I want to be first on the list that when your brand new book comes out, I get to interview you again. Oh, that would be so <laughs> exciting. I'm in for it. I, I, You have my commitment. We're doing it. All right. Fantastic. Well, again, Sonia, I want to thank you for the honor, the pleasure of having this time with you and you sharing all of your wonderful knowledge to all of the expectant mothers and those that have had children. Uh, I think they were blessed by your presence. Oh, thank you so much. That's so great. Have a wonderful day. Oh, thank you. And ladies and gentlemen, remember to catch every episode of Life Changing Wellness. Just hit subscribe on iTunes or Spotify. And if I can ask you a favor, please take 30 seconds and rate the show on iTunes today. You know this one's a five-star review. And thank you for doing that for me as we want to bring you the best show possible. Just look up Dr. Bond's Life Changing Wellness on any streaming service. And again, you can learn more about me at drwardbond.com. And again, Thank you for listening to Life Changing Wellness. We are known as a different kind of wellness show. And remember, something spectacular happens when you treat your body right. Have a blessed day, everyone.